Hey everybody, welcome to episode 68 of Two Views Movies Podcast. What's up everybody, welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, coming to you from a snowy Kansas City today. <laughs> yes, it is. We are a spoiler-filled podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And Carson braved a semi-bad weather oh, here. Oh, it's a blizzard, <laughs> J- just to bring you this podcast. I, I was going to say Kansas City blizzard, which means two inches and cars off the road everywhere, <laughs> because somehow, as a city that has four seasons, we don't know how to drive in any of them. Nope. Rain crashes. Snow crashes. Wind some crashes. <laughs> we just can't drive very well here. It's Veterans Day, so it's kind of oddly, weirdly appropriate. I don't know if it's cool to honor veterans by talking Overlord. About zombies? <laughs> About zombie That's Nazis. Kinda... The greatest generation became even more great by fighting zombies. <laughs> but yeah, we're talking Overlord today. If you haven't seen it, here's what Letterboxd tells you about Overlord. On the eve of D-Day during World War II, American paratroopers are caught behind enemy lines after their plane crashes on a mission to destroy a German radio tower in a small town outside of Normandy. After reaching their target, the paratroopers come to realize that besides fighting off Nazi soldiers, they also must fight against horrifying, bloody, and violent creatures that are a result of a secret Nazi experiment. Pretty much tells you the whole movie. Right. I mean, really, you could just say they got to go kill some nazis and they run into zombies right you don't need all the other stuff but i mean the the day before d-day is i guess kind of an okay setup yeah well basically because of them d-day works right yeah, yeah because the, that the, one the, radio the, tower the hidden hidden story of D-Day. Yeah. <laughs> that one radio tower had to go down it's like taking down a shield generator you exactly. gotta yes. get that shield down yes <laughs> it's directed by julius avery who the only other film i've seen i think we talked about this in the preview but was son of a gun in 2014 with Ewan McGregor and Alicia Vikander, who I like both of them, but somehow have never heard of this movie. No, I haven't either. But did you get the impression that they were marketing this as a J.J. Abram movie? Yeah, he produced it, but yeah, I knew they, he they, didn't direct it. Yeah, and I don't know why I had that in my head. I'm, I'm assuming from the trailers they, they threw J.J.'s name up there. They did, but there's also... Um, so this has been kind of a long gestating movie, and back around the time of Quiet Place... There was all the talk of, oh, hey, Quiet Place was going to be a Cloverfield movie, but it's not. But there's rumors that another Cloverfield movie is coming out about World War II zombies. But then it took until like July or August of this year for J.J. to come out and be like, yeah, this is not a Cloverfield movie. So I think we've always known he was attached to it. And then there was rumors about Cloverfield or not. And it ends up not being a Cloverfield movie, but his fingerprints are all over it. I mean, it's smart to market him. Right. You know, opposed to the director that yeah. no one's ever heard of. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and there's some elements of this that are very J.J. Abrams, even though he didn't direct it. So I think when Bad Robot produces a movie, they tend to do some things right. similar across all their movies. From a cast standpoint, this movie's got Wyatt Russell, who I've seen in a few other movies, but had no idea he was the son of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn until after I, well, right before I saw this movie. Yeah. And you mentioned that to me, and you can see Kurt yes, in him. You can. <laughs> It's almost yeah. to the point where I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't see that before, because now I can't unsee him. Like, how did I miss that? Because he really looks like Kurt Russell. Well, he's not been in a whole lot. No, but I've seen him in definitely 22 Jump Street a lot. Okay. And then there's uh, another movie or two I can't think of off the top of my head where I've seen him, but... Soldier? <laughs> well, he was a kid in Soldier. He was the young Kurt Russell. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's hard to unsee it once you know that. Yeah. And then it's kind of weird too because he's the actual son of 
Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, whereas Kate Hudson is just the son. Cool. She's not a son, <laughs> just the daughter of Goldie Hawn, Goldie Hawn not right. Kurt Russell. So it's like their actual offspring. Right. And he's got the blonde hair of Goldie, and his, his jawline and face is very similar to, to Kurt Russell's. But on top of that, we have, I'm going to go with Pilu Asbeck. But it's just going to be easier to call him Euron Greyjoy from Game of Thrones. <laughs> but he's a good bad guy. He does. He did. He did well. Yeah, uh, John. I'm going to go with Magaro. I didn't look him up, but he's the overly New Yorkian, you know, stereotypical yes. guy. Italian, yeah. <laughs> yeah, overly Italian American soldier that's in every movie. Right. Joven Adepo, who I spent the entire movie trying to think of where I'd seen him before and then realized after the movie it was Fences. I'm like, man, I know I've seen this guy and he plays kind of like a, a Boy Scoutish type character in another movie and I just couldn't place it and took me until the end to figure it out. Yeah. Okay, so let's jump into this. I We talked a bit about the preview, but if people didn't listen to the preview, I think, you know, we made comparisons to Wolfenstein. Oh, yeah. The trailer sort of plays it up as... I don't, know, I don't know if I want to say shoot him up, but definitely felt like it was more on the action splatter side. I mean, they, they play, it wasn't, was it back in black? Nope. It's not Highway to Hell. They play Highway to Hell in the trailer while they're showing some gunshots and a flamethrower, right? Well, actually, it was a different one. Uh, unless, I think it was Highway uh, to Hell. Because you said that, and I watched another trailer, and I don't know if it was the second trailer, but it was a different ACDC song than Highway okay. to Hell. And it's eluding me right now. Okay. Well, but, neither here yeah. nor there. They take a World War II movie that they've shown you is about zombies. They play an ACDC song while there's gunfire and explosions and flamethrowers. So I feel like it was trying to get you to think like this is going to be a zombie horde movie and we're just going to be mowing things down left and right. Yeah. I think that's me reading into it, but that's the vibe I think they gave in the trailer. And I don't think it, it didn't go that way. It, it did not. It actually went more like Wolfenstein is Wolfenstein's more of a you sneak around trying to solve missions and not get caught by zombies and depends on what Wolfenstein you're talking about well, because in the, 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 in the original ones I don't in the know original what, ones you just walk around shooting Nazis you, you're supposed to shoot everything you see no not in not in the original ones yeah in the old PC game yeah yeah you open doors and there's Nazis and then you shoot them that's the whole point of the game no you're trying to to not kill them no you can't you you're can't because you, you can't fire because then that's when they hear you the only time they hear you is when you shoot oh maybe I just played the com- game completely differently because I shot <laughs> than, everything than what you were supposed I to. shot everything in sight that was the best part about I it I mean you got all the way to the end and you have the Hitler in a Iron Man suit that, that you fight um and obviously you're shooting him but the idea is that you're supposed to be you know secretive you know solving missions and getting out uh, okay. versus killing everybody. Yeah, that you that's, see. that's you played totally it, you not played how it wrong I played it. and that's probably why you didn't, you didn't <laughs> win. Um but yeah, that's how that's what it was supposed to be and that's what it reminded me of this movie is it was less of a doom, you know, guns blazing and shoot all the zombies you can you can see and more of Wolfenstein of I'm trying to sneak in and sneak out and not and destroy the lab but not get see any zombies if I can. Yeah. Or Nazis. Yeah, I agree with you. It, w- it definitely was not a shoot 'em up splatter movie. It was more of a creepy horror vibe. Like it went for more atmospheric horror, and then what I would call, I guess, gore horror in some scenes where it's not. There, there was some jump scares, but you're. I think you're mainly supposed to take away like the atmosphere is dark and gringy and or grimy. What's around? every corner and then when you do peek behind a curtain it's some weird medical experiment or some oozing zombie that looks so that's right. where it wants to get its scares which 
again, not that it was bad. It's just that that's not what I think the trailer kind of portrayed. I mean, it kind not, of did, yeah. kind of didn't. No, I agree. It, it was definitely super light on plot. I thought that, which going into it, I think that's fine. I think you have all you need. World War II, zombies, win the mission, send them in. Right. So I don't think it needed to be heavy on plot, but it was weird for me how it it kind of went back and forth, I felt like. So you open with a crazy intense scene of paratroopers up in a plane, explosions going off, things, you know, just chaos. With Bokeem. Yes, with Bokeem Woodbine, yes. <laughs> and of course, after the planes all explode and all of our guys get on the ground, it still kind of keeps up the intensity because there's some German soldiers, they run into some landmines. So I thought that was really good, but then... When they get to the village, things slow down and take a really completely different feel. It becomes more of um, the horrors of normal war, right? Because they're up in the attic, and the the bad Nazi comes in, and there's they're all... hiding from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's, like, it's yeah. suspenseful, but it's a different kind of suspenseful. You open with big action intensity, you kind of slow it down to the horrors of war, and then I found myself looking at my watch because I was like, "Well, we've been in this house with this one French for family a for a long time." And we're kind of hinting at some things because the aunt is sick and we all know that she's a zombie creature or whatever because we've seen the trailer. But you're like halfway into the movie. You're like, when are we going to get over to that church and start yeah. getting some zombies in here? So right. that, that's when I kind of knew that it was like, okay, this is not going to be what I thought it was going to be. Unless, of course, once they do get to the church, they just go in and just start shooting everything in sight. Yeah. And I think that the balance was off. And I put this in in my review, my written review, was that I felt like you have to go one way or another. If you want to go more on the the route that they went with more trying to plot and character development, I think you need a stronger script. Yeah. Than it just took us a long time to get to where we knew we were already going. Yeah. You know, and there was there was no no twists or anything that was surprising or clever. It was pretty straightforward as far as the script goes. And if you're gonna do that then put more zombies earlier, you know, and, and, yeah. and fight them, you know, cause that, that's why you go. Yeah. And if you're going to turn it into a different type of movie of again, getting into the, which I mean, to be honest, I feel like that's more JJ of, he doesn't show you the creatures until the end right. you know, type of thing. And, and I just think it would have been, if it was more cleverly done or if there's something else in there that we weren't expecting, then you can go that route but yeah. because they didn't, I wanted to see zombies earlier. Yeah, and that's the thing is I feel like each of these different components, the the opening scene, the kind of suspenseful scene in the attic of the cottage, the scenes inside the church, like all of them individually are solid scenes. Right. They're fine scenes. It's not that any of them are even below average, but somehow constructing them together just didn't quite give the overall feel. It's It was almost like they never added to each other, if that makes sense. They... They rarely continue the momentum. It never like goes on a steady incline of either fear or suspense. It's just sort of this, yeah, we move from one thing to another. Each one is fine. You're like, okay, that was fine. Okay, that was fine. All right, that was fine. That's how you felt okay. going through it. So right. like, you leave the movie thinking, okay, was it good? Was it not as good as I wanted it to be? Or was it actually better than I wanted it to be? Because it, But it just wasn't 
what I thought it would be. I was really kind of conflicted when I left this movie. Yeah, no one's acting poorly. No, I mean, not at all. If anybody, the Italian guy. That's what, that's what I said, too. <laughs> that, I mean, if anybody, you know, yes. if you're picking them out, but maybe that's how they all were in World War II, if you want to lump them into the stereotype. Well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because that's how they're always portrayed in movies. I don't know if they all are like that, but yes. Well, clearly, I, I think clearly that, they're not. No, I know, but like your point, your last comment was it was spot on is... Yeah. Regardless of if that's how it really was, every single World War II movie from the American side has some overly Italian guy in it. So I'm just sort of used to it. And since this was sort of B-movie, I was like, yeah, I think they're leaning into that. I mean, it felt like a knockoff Donnie Donowitz, the bear Jew from right. Inglorious. But then you start to think about these other movies. And there's always a guy like that that's in these movies. So like, all right, embrace it. I, I don't think you're a bad actor. I know that you're just hamming it up for this role but whatever was it weird that they're talking about nazis world war Two? they mentioned the nazis don't like jewish people often that nobody mentioned the main character's black no is it that, that, that felt weird that that, that wouldn't be addressed when I, talking I, about nazis i felt like there was a comment early on and i don't know who makes the comment if it was the american but it was very much in passing well the the, the jewish guy did was because he's not very fond of of Jewish people. Be, get a hold of me, which he could have easily said. Not very fond of, <laughs> of black people right. either, because that's who he was talking to. Yeah, but it made it sound like he was in more trouble than than, than the black guy would have been if they got caught. Right, and, and it's just like they didn't ever address it, oh. which I thought going into Nazi Germany, he would be fearful of of just you know of who he is of being treated by Nazis. Yeah, the way that the, I don't know. the the Jewish guy was also fearing. His, sure, his I, that didn't really, I guess, cross my mind. I felt like I heard a vague comment about it in the in the beginning, but I I couldn't place it. it and it, in fact, I didn't. Even, and now that we're sitting here talking about, it, I don't even remember the Jewish guy saying anything. I I think I was it, just sort of in the mode of it was on the plane before it went went down. Okay, I think I was just sort of in the mode of, uh, like the historical realities and the uh political side of any of it was just i think my brain just shut off going into the movie because it's nazi zombies so i just assumed right. that historical accuracy is probably out the window oh, I, threw, I threw that out, out also because yeah I, I was going from the from the get-go i was like this is not accurate yeah, it's not like, designed was, to be but i was like okay so we're we're nazi zombie monster things yeah. and uh yeah, we're just going to go with it. <laughs> Which is always a fun topic to explore because, you, I mean, Nazis are the easiest bad guys in movie history, right? Oh, yes, yeah, it's the ultimate evil. Right, but then you ratchet it up by exploring, you know, their rumored belief in the occult, which is, it's been around forever, but Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, there's so many other movies that dive into that aspect. Or not just movies, but TV shows, comics. How to make them eviler. Yeah, how do you make them more evil? Well, right. they're raising the dead. They're creating zombies, the thousand-year Reich. Yeah. What's, what's eviler than the Nazis? <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, we have Satan. We're going to go all the way to the end and then yeah, <laughs> and then bring it back to Nazis, <laughs> right. zombies. So Yeah, and it, yeah, it works. I mean, it works, it, It's yeah. an easy go-to. Yeah. I'm super entertained by yeah. it, by the idea of it. Cause yeah, take... You walk in and you know what side everybody's on. Yeah. I mean, there's not going to be a good nazi zombie that helps them along the way <laughs> right. i mean and so you just you just know these are the good guys these are the bad guys and let's go right so what did you think of that opening scene the the big plane scene because clearly that's where all of their budget went i thought it was okay yeah um i was trying to picture like uh, he said it was june 4th it was before 
is before D-Day. And so in my mind, I was, okay, when, when is this where all these boats are invading France before the invasion of France? Again, historical yeah, yeah. accuracy and here. So, and so I, I was going, cause he was carving on the, on the wall. And then, um, the Italian guy says Hitler's dead, but I, I it was really loud and there's other things. And he said, it, you know, Hitler's dead. And then he, I think he meant, cause I'm going to kill Hitler. Yeah. Like he, he can already count him as dead cause I'm going to kill him. But the first, I was like, wait, when is this supposed to be based? <laughs> yeah. And then he wrote it on the, on the wall and I was like, okay, there's the date. And I was like, Hitler's not dead yet. Right. And so then they mentioned at the end that they're going to go kill Hitler. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, now, that makes some more sense now. Yeah. But it was just me not hearing it correctly. <laughs> There's a lot going on in that opening yeah. scene. But I, th- I thought it was good. Um, I don't have many, many complaints. Yeah, I actually thought it was pretty intense, really well shot. I like. I think that's a thing that J.J. Abrams likes to do. I mean, the lost pilot opened up with a plane crash. Right. Uh, Fallout opens with a big scene. Star Trek opened with a big action scene. Super 8 opens with a, the, the train crash. So I think they really embraced the world of open with a big eye-catching scene well, and then go into stuff. Yeah, especially if you're going to have such downtime yeah. in the middle of it. Right. You have to have something there. Because if it started with him just as a paratrooper falling into the forest, then it's a long time before you get anything worthwhile. Right. And I think that probably explains why, you know, in theory, in my mind, I was thinking, well, you probably could have started the movie as this is like one of those secret missions. So we're flying, trying to fly stealth and drop these troopers in. But that's not very exciting. You need no. <laughs> you need the airburst, the, the anti aircraft fire, all that stuff going on. So just just Machine show gun, just yeah. show the ships. I mean, again, nobody's going to look at that and be like, "Wait, why was there a whole fleet <laughs> two days before the invasion of Normandy?" But yeah, I like the opening scene. I thought it was good. It got a little hectic at times, um, rightfully so, because it's showing a plane being ripped in half and all this stuff. But the camera work a couple of times I was like, I can't I can't tell what I'm seeing right now. I I know that it's chaotic, but I can't really make heads or tails out of what I'm seeing. Yeah. Did the back end of the plane rip off? I think that's what happened. Cause there's some but guys yet, that go flying out the back, but yet they were still flying. Yeah. Because the pilot in the front of the plane didn't blow up until later, but they were still they were, horizontal. They, maybe they were just descending. descending yeah. <laughs> slowly descending without a, without a second half of the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I thought that was good. I, I especially like the part where once he leaves the plane and lands in the water and then he comes up, it's that dreaded, oh crap, I came up underwater uh, with, uh, I'm in the parachute, in I the can't parachute, breathe. Yeah. Ugh, that'd be terrible. That's almost worse than falling out of the plane, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To finally get relief and then there's just a parachute. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did you get any comparisons to any other movies when you watch this? Uh, and I say that, and I'll I'll ask you the question, then I'll say what I felt. It it felt kind of Wonder Woman ish to me. Uh, I think it was the the color tone that it was shot in, and Euron Greyjoy kind of reminds me of the main bad Nazi guy in in Wonder Woman, not Ares, but the the guy who snorts the magical blue stuff and gets extra power. He reminds you of him. Well, just you're on Grey Jordan, a far better villain. And no, I shouldn't say like his appearance, like his his character, not not how he acts or how he looks. Just there's this main Nazi bad guy. You've got a serum being injected that makes him stronger, and Wonder Woman. You've got this blue capsule that makes him stronger. There, there was just this weird feel to me, like I've seen some of this before, and I couldn't quite place it. And I, I kept going back to like obviously Captain America, but then it was Universal more like Soldier. Wonder. I don't know what it was. It was just. I felt like I had seen this formula before, minus the zombies. And I think it was the whole serum angle that makes yeah. you stronger. And I'm going to inject myself with more and be a super serum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
that that took me to Universal Soldier and okay. Dolph, and Dolph, you know, well, injecting himself. So on the serum, and again, you don't have to explain things in a movie like this, but the first time we see the serum used, it's on their friend up in the attic, and he's dead. Mm, well, first time we see it is in the lab. Well, but used, I think, and well, we, I guess we see him put it in that one dead, guy, dead guy, but he just flexes and then dies i couldn't quite understand it looked what like happened. he came he started breeding it but then they put him in the morgue. oh that's right they put him in that tomb and then he comes yeah. out later right and w- i hated that the the super soldiers at the end looked like deadpool from uh <laughs> wolverine origins wolverine yeah, yeah that really bothered me for some reason but where i was going with that is so when we see the serum used on their friend and he comes back to life and they're all like, oh, my God, I mean, it's a cool scene, actually. He comes back to life and they're all happy. But then they realize that um, probably shouldn't have done that. And he's invincible and strong. But then he essentially did he he didn't kill himself. They shot him. But like he wasn't normal. No. Like he broke his own neck and things yeah, were happening. Convulsing and yeah. yeah. So where I'm going with that is but then later the main Nazi bad guy stabs himself with a bunch of serums because he was alive. Okay. We've never used it on a live person okay. before. So that's where we're saying that because he was alive, he stayed however he is and just got super strength and all this. I guess so. Okay. I, again, only, the... which, which doesn't make a lot of sense for me. If you're stealing villagers from the French town and experimenting on them, yeah. why wouldn't you try it on a live person? Right. Why kill them first well, and then use it? But the ant in the house was clearly alive, or I guess was she? We don't know, I we guess. Know. Yeah. There's a lot of questions around this. And serum. why did they let the ant go and not burn them, burn her like the rest of them? Right. That's weird. Yeah. There's a lot of questions. And again, I think we've said this before, but in horror movies, eh, you just got to kind of go with the flow. <laughs> but I was more just curious because that, that, the one thing about the serum is like the big question mark in the whole movie because then, uh, What's his face uses it? Wyatt, Wyatt. Russell yeah. uses it. So I was just kind of like, okay, what are the rules behind this serum? I mean, uh, the the only tidbit that we get was the the doctor screaming. We've never used it on a live person before. We don't know what it's going to do. Right, and, and then so he slams like two more right. into himself. Which, or the, which, the head guy. Yeah. Why would you? Why do you think more would be the option there? Yeah, but I'm I guess his because, face was blown yeah. off, and you're trying to <laughs> right. since he had to have his face blown off, he probably thought his options were limited. So what the hell? Let's just yeah, let's just do it. And I thought they were gonna inject him with the serum in the attic i thought they were oh, going to okay. use that as part of their torture technique of what are you doing to these people we're going to give you the serum unless you tell us okay. who's in there because they had it there yeah and they showed it to him and he obviously knew what it was and then they just said well this isn't important to us and they just left it on the floor yeah which i think i would have thought that but one of the trailers showed them pulp fictioning their friend with it so i knew there was going to yeah, be a scene where the they from shield yeah i knew they were gonna there was gonna be a scene where they stabbed their friend in the chest with a i don't remember syringe. seeing that yeah it, maybe it was in like a tv spot or i don't know if it was hmm. a trailer somewhere i saw that so i knew something like that was coming brought him back and then he snapped I, i'll tell you that was a creepy scene when he's snapping his neck and, yeah, and was, doing all that i thought, <laughs> I thought, like I thought his, his clavicle was like went popping through his, his skin. yeah i thought they did that ri- like that looked 
real. Yeah. Like whoever the makeup artist, I think that's they did the fantastic job throughout the whole movie. Except for the lame Deadpool guys at the end. <laughs> Just because he was bald and slimy. Yeah, well there was like five of them that came out at the end, right? That was the guy the one uh, guy that, that comes charging at with the one arm. Yeah, that that was fine, I guess. But it's like the other, guy, yeah. the other guys were it's almost like the serum worked because they looked fully formed and just just slimy and I don't know. I would have liked to have seen something better there, but I get it. I, they're trying to, I guess, be somewhat realistic. Yeah, the, I don't know. The, the super soldiers worked or whatever they were doing. Yeah. So it, it's a fine movie. I mean, there's just really not a lot to say. I, I did like the long take at the end where uh, Ford is, wait, is Ford the right name? No, it's Bice. Sorry, Ford is Wyatt, Wyatt Russell. Bice is Joven Adepa. So I, I'm talking about Bice, where he's escaping the, the church that's collapsing. It's all one take of him running running out i thought that was really well done i mean i don't know how many people noticed that but fine cool i like it Mm -hmm. um i like the relationship between him and the lady that's in that and the the nephew i think is her nephew that's in there it's fine i mean it's her brother brother that's right that's right yeah so it's it's all fine i mean that's exactly what i told you when we let when uh, so i saw it on like friday and you were seeing it on saturday i was like it's fine yeah it's fine it's fine I don't know what to say about it. So then when I was writing my review, there was part of me that was like, uh, is this two and a half? Is it three? Is it three and a half? Like, I think I could be convinced of anything again, but I will say, you know, going back to our namesake, I definitely want to see it again because I just went into it. You try to clear your mind of expectations, but it's impossible. Right. So I had in my mind that it was going to be more of a splatter, more just mowing down Nazis. And that wasn't it. And I, I liked what I saw. I just, I can't get a good feel for how much I actually liked it. So I definitely want a second viewing to see if there's something that is there more than what I feel like now. See, and I thought, again, they they spent a lot of time on the character development of Vice. Yeah. Of letting him know that he's not a guy that, wants to kill wants to be in war you know they just pulled him out and here which is i'm assuming most of the people that were there you know didn't want to be there right um and then they kind of hint at why it's backstory but then they, <laughs> yeah but then they don't go into that at all yeah you know so vice is definitely supposed to be the moral compass of the movie right because he doesn't want to be there he couldn't kill a mouse in boot camp he saves the girl from being raped while right. they're upstairs he Wants to go back in and find the boy. He's he's the one guy who's the good guy in all this. And I bought that. That's mm-hmm. fine. Did you buy Wyatt Russell as... I felt like the angle they were going is, he's the guy that's seen some shit. Right. He's the guy that's been there. But yep. they don't... I don't know. He It wasn't... They didn't fully embrace it. He wasn't like... He didn't have scars on his face. He didn't... He wasn't <laughs> overly grizzled. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, but you've seen like maybe two battles? Like normally we want those grizzled guys to be like, oh, I've been fighting in this war for ten years, and he was like, I felt like the way he came off was, I've been in a few of these. Well, even Euron says, well, ask him. I'm sure he he's could tell you a few things. Like, why would you pick him? Right. You know, he doesn't he hasn't done anything yet <laughs> right. to where you think that he's done anything different than any of the rest of you. Yeah. You know that like he knows how to what all the things that he's done. Well, and know? I'm no army or military expert, but his title his rank was like lance corporal all i know is i'm pretty sure that's not overly high or maybe he was just corporal i don't know with all the movies that i've watched you'd think that i would know the (laughs) the rankings by now and i'm like like wait sergeant 
I, I feel like Sargent's high, but it's yeah. not. And then you're like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I really need to memorize, you know, but we things. know he was supposed to be the leader and we know he was supposed to be, cause he was doing some of the cliched stuff. Like when they're on the plane, he's get the camera out of my face. Right. I don't know. He, just, was, he was added to our platoon after his is all killed or something like that. Something like yeah. that, which I, I almost felt like, did you get any feel that he knew more about what was going on than he led on? I thought so, but clearly not. And again, it's so hard to separate because you and I see way too many movies. So I think we're <laughs> always trying to like outsmart the movie. And so I think when we get even maybe a little nugget of like, oh, the camera held there too long or his, the way he said that sentence, there's something there. And then when there's nothing there, we're like, okay. Yeah. It's like he was there to destroy the zombies. The yes. rest of them should have been there to destroy or were told there to, to kill the radio tower. Exactly. That but, is the exact thought I had. But it was not the case. No. He didn't care about the zombies for some reason. And, he only cared about the, the right. radio tower. That's where I'd be very interested to watch this a second time to see again, okay, was that me just reading into it? Reading yeah. into it? Or were they, was there something there? So it's funny that you got that angle. But again, that's so cliched. So I would just wonder if I'm always expecting the cliche. <laughs> I don't know. Um. So what would you think if this movie had been called Wolfenstein? Would that have changed anything about it? Because I know when I go into a video game movie, I'm expecting just trash. Yeah, the the track record on video game movies is not good. Right. Um, well, I think if you, have, if you call it Wolfenstein and then you have J.J. attached to it, I think that changes sure. things because you actually have a director yeah. versus all the other video game movies are usually first-time directors. And it shows. Um, yeah, it, it would have been a notch lower okay. in my mind of, okay, let's temper expectations sure. here. And I expect some first-person viewer scenes <laughs> and, you know, that, that they do all the time. And they just, oh, remember when you saw this in the game? You know, yeah. And they, they try to do those quite a bit. But, but yes, I think it would have ratcheted down a little bit. Okay. But, but I thought it might have had a wider uh, audience. So Maybe. your expectations would have been a little bit lower. So by that, I think do you think well. do you think that your opinion of the movie would have been a little higher on the back end since your expectations would have been a little lower? I don't think so. Okay, I, I think I'm giving giving this a pretty fair shot. Okay, um, I do think, and we talked about this in the preview that the timing was all wrong. I mean, we're the second week of November. Yeah. And it's clearly a pre-Halloween movie. Yeah, although it's not as Halloweenish as I thought. It's Nazi zombie monsters. No, agreed. I still think it would have been better, especially because we talked about the only movie you had coming out that last weekend in October, right before Halloween, was Johnny English too. So yeah. why wouldn't you take that slot? Right. So it makes no sense. But I'm saying that uh, I actually had this thought in the theater that it's not as halloweenish as i thought it was based on the trailers it's still not an excuse to move it but i yeah. we had had that conversation yeah. so that was in my head yeah i i mean it wasn't again like you said overly overly zombie it should have been but i still think it missed its its window yeah and i said it before too i'm zombied out so anytime i saw these guys on the screen i was just like yeah it's zombies i just yeah yeah well Euron wasn't a zombie he was a monster creature. Yeah, that's true. But it's all the same. <laughs> it might as well have all been the same. <laughs> right. I did really like the last scene, though, with Wyatt Russell, where he's locked himself in the area where they need to blow up all the monsters and Ford, nope, 
biases on the other side. Yeah. Because that was the one scene where whatever he was doing there made me get super vibes of his dad. There were some things he was saying. I think there was maybe like a cheesy one liner in there a couple of times. And I felt like not only was he channeling Kurt Russell, but he was channeling Kurt Russell as Snake Plissken. As Snake Plissken. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's very much the vibe I was getting from that last little scenes from him. There was a scene, I think when he was fighting Euron, that he had Wyatt, uh, Wyatt Earp written, oh, okay. written, written all over. <laughs> Wyatt had Wyatt Earp ri- okay. written all over his face. There, there's a scene that just, I was like, that is Kurt Russell right there. Yeah. as Wyatt Earp, you know, and that, yeah, no, I, I saw that too. Yeah. I, I definitely got that vibe. Not, not as much the rest of the movie, but definitely in those last scenes. Yeah. On, on old Wyatt, did you notice in the credits when they put his name up there? What they put behind him? I didn't stay for the credits. So they did uh, every person that they put their name up there. They put something in the movie that reminded you of who they're talking about. Okay. And so it was a little cartoonish uh, graphic. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm trying to like people had the, the knife that that one had, and they're showing you who who was who. And for why they put the hook? Oh jeez! <laughs> put the hook that he was hung from. Oh, that guy. You know, and I was like, why, did, awesome. why does everybody else get you know what they were kind of known for? You know, and he gets the he gets hook the thing that he was that impaled on. Impaled on. Yeah. All right. I mean, you remember it? Yeah, you do. You do. I was <laughs> That's, like, That's funny. Yeah. I didn't say for that. I did notice that the credits had some rap music that felt totally out of place. It seemed like a fine song or whatever, but I just remember as I was getting up to leave the theater, I'm like. And we just watched a World War II Nazi zombie movie. <laughs> Why in the world are we getting? I know we should have ACDC, right? Yeah. I mean, but at least that's rock music. I will. So I'm going to jump does, all. Does, does rock equate to World War II more than? Yeah, I think yeah. I think rock music always goes with war for some reason. I mean, whether it's CCR and Vietnam that are inseparable, I think you can just you can play any rock music in a war setting and you're fine. Interesting. Well, I'll hop all the way to the other side of the credits since you brought it. I really like the opening credits. Because it was designed in a way to make you feel like it was a 40s newsreel. Like the logo that they showed okay. and then the, the title card that they put up where they say Overlord. It, it looks just like a 40s newsreel that you would have seen back in the days. And I thought that was a it's small things, but I thought it was a cool touch. It brought you right into the where we are. Yeah, exactly. All right. I don't think I have a whole lot more. So I think I'm ready to go into the questions. Let's do it. All right. What'd you rate it? I gave it a three. Uh, I could have been a two and a half. Um, but it was better acted better made than a two and a half movie mm-hmm. um again I, I wanted more more of the zombie nazi monsters that i was hoping for i mean that's why i went and it wasn't and i mentioned this earlier it wasn't different enough to not have those yeah and so that's where i landed at three what okay. about you yeah same three but like i said i think on another viewing i could be persuaded to go anywhere from two and a half to three and a half it just it's hard to rate a movie that you feel like is just fine at everything. And I think there's going to be times I look at it and think, all right, that was better than what I remembered it. And there's going to be times I look at it and be like, eh, you know, it's just okay. So So you were saying this wasn't a zombie movie per se. mm -hmm. Is it a horror movie? Yeah, it's a horror movie because it's, it's definitely, so it's on the horror scale. Yeah. It's in the horror scale. I just, I think I would put it more on like the gore horror side of things. I think it tried to be, more gory than anything else and its horror is more atmospheric with the being in like the darkened church and you're in war so that's already dark less there really wasn't a whole lot of jump scares which is fine i'm not a a big thing on i don't have a big thing for jump scares i think they're kind of cheap when they're done poorly so yeah it's definitely a horror movie i can't 
picture when there it was towards the end. There was a jump scare of a guy's arm reaching at the girl. Uh, maybe it was through the crate, through the grate. Uh, that I jumped, and my okay. wife laughed at me. <laughs> I visibly jumped, and I'm like, "Oh, that got me." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has some good ones, but yeah, it's definitely a horror movie. I think it's not full horror. I think it embraces some of that stuff, but it's not something that you're gonna be scared of right yeah it, it, it's it's scary for the characters but it's not something that you leave when you go to your car and you're like oh god is there a nazi zombie coming over my shoulder it's not that kind of horror movie right yeah what was your favorite moment favorite moment was when the the one-armed monster was chasing her down the hall yeah you know, and through and she was trying to get away because that's that's more what i was expecting from this i'm like okay we're, we're finally here and i thought it was done really well he looked really creepy and and she looked terrified and trying to get out and that that's that's more what I was trying to get into. It's like we're now, we're now intense. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I like the opening plane scene. I talked about it. It was yeah. it was cool. Well done. I mean, there's other good things. There's not really any bad moments in this whole movie. Uh, there's just not a lot of great moments, and I felt like this one stood out. So the opening plane scene. And so, what's one thing that you would change? Honestly, it was only an hour and fifty minutes, but I probably would have shortened it up. It, it was still a little too long. Maybe make it like an hour and a half, but then so I'm going to do two things, <laughs> not just one. Shorten it up, but just make the action be always there. And it, I'm not saying it has to always be guns blazing, but just keep the intensity going. I think even the extra 20 minutes to go from an hour and a half to an hour and 50 just left a little too much downtime. And it just never quite builds on itself the way you want it to. So there's almost no momentum. It's or it's slow going momentum. You mean you're gonna cut out playing baseball with the kid? <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, again, <laughs> you don't really probably need that to establish that somebody's gonna care about the kid. And and like, do you really need the side story of the overly Italian guy caring about the little boy? They're Not be, really. They're best friends now, right? Not really. He took a bullet for him, but you don't really need that. <laughs> I think we'd all get it. What's one thing you would change? More Nazi zombie monsters in earlier. Sure. So. Yeah. How awesome would it have been if the plane was taken down by a horde of Nazi zombies? I don't know how they <laughs> get have up wings. in the Yeah. I don't know how they get up in the, <laughs> the air. Vampire but... Nazi zombie? <laughs> right. All right. So how are you telling people to watch this? Theater or couch? I think it's still a theater movie. Okay. Again, I think anything in this genre you're going to want to see that's well done, you're going to want to see in a theater. Okay. And yourself? Uh, yeah, I said theater as well. But I think where we differ is I say I'd pay for it. Yeah, and I, and I wouldn't. <laughs> so you basically have to have Movie Pass, which I just canceled this week. Which you should, yeah. because Movie Pass doesn't let you watch this movie. Well, Movie Pass doesn't support the theater that you and I go to anymore. Yeah, nor movies that are <laughs> yeah. anything that people want to see. But hey, it's okay. They sent a dog email. They did send an email. What a bunch of jerks, man. As the that makes me not. I want to try and get my money back. I want to sue them <laughs> and just have the only evidence that's presented on my behalf be that email. That Your Honor, this is all the plaintiff is showing. And the, <laughs> the judge reads that stupid dog pun email and it's like, I'm going to give you damages of $2 billion. <laughs> Not billion, maybe a million. Well, if they had that money, then <laughs> right. they wouldn't be sending that dog email. Yeah. Uh, I think we're probably on the same page on popcorn movie or art house film. It's a popcorn movie. Yeah, it's not pretentious at all. I am very interested, though, that we both put this because I thought for sure that we were going to be different. So Oscar or Razzie? Well, I went Oscar and I, I pulled a U and I went obscure Oscar and I went makeup. Sure. It's a, which I don't, I don't like doing that if I'm saying this is an Oscar perform, an Oscar movie. 
Like, no, the movie's not. The acting is not. Yeah, but, but there's the makeup. Like I say, I every time we talk there, about there, this, there's, there's more to movies than yes. just acting and directing. Not really. But, but, but yes. <laughs> uh, but through through makeup, I think that, that would get a makeup Oscar. So I, I went that way. Yeah, I mean, I really tried to give it a Razzie because it's just the kind of movie that, that should would. be bad. And it would clearly never win an Oscar. But then I thought, well, the reason we have this question is so that gun to your head, you got to pick one. And... It's not bad. It is, it's amazing that this movie could be so not bad, but yet not great. Yeah. It's right in that three-star wheelhouse, So, which I, we pretty much said. Yeah. Um, if you liked Blank, you would like this movie. So I went with World War Z. Yeah, I, I thought about that as well. But I, I haven't seen World War Z since it came out. Um, and the reason I went that way is I felt like World War Z is a bigger budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt like it was made well, even though the effects in World War Z were not good. Yeah. Um, but I felt like the zombies were kind of secondary, mm-hmm. and it was more him getting out. Now, I could be very wrong. I could watch it again. It's like, oh, no, this is uh, throughout the entire thing. But I felt like World War Z topically is sure. similar, but but also it was a bigger budget, well-made, um, but left feeling kind of meh. Sure. And so, kind of fit. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. And I thought about World War Z. I ended up going with 28 Days Later with Killian Murphy. I think that's a better comparison. Um, but it's funny because clearly I think the angle you and I were taking, because as much as we say that the, the Nazi bad guys has been explored, I couldn't really think of a lot of movies where Nazi zombies were around, even though I feel like it's been done. I think it's the Call of Duty stuff that I, I'm... I, I picture these things in my head, and I feel like there's been a lot of movies do it. There's a lot of movies on Netflix. If you go to horror and start scrolling, just Nazi you, you're going to see Nazi zombies. Okay. I mean, but they're all made in people's basements, you know, right. and, but it, they're Nazi zombies. But I yeah. think what's funny about the two movies that you and I picked is we went clearly the zombie rage zombie right. path, because that's what happens in World War Z and in, in 28 Days Later. It's like a, it's more of a rage. It's not the Walking Dead hordes of mindless you know limp zombies walking around it's these things can Move. fight and kill and and go that route but yeah I, I remember racking my brain thinking well and i even backed it up a little bit to be like okay what movies have i seen where there's like these horrors of war experiments going on because i i just i couldn't come up with anything i tried to do a little bit of research but i, I feel like this is something that's explored so much that there's these guys that go into war and then they find this camp that's being Experiment, experimental yeah. like i feel like that's a trope that is just always there but I, I couldn't come up with anything so i was disappointed in myself i couldn't yeah find and, that and i'm sure there's a better comparison than than what i brought i liked 28 days later because it felt smaller um yeah even though the whole world was if that makes sense the movie right. felt smaller world yes. war z obviously it's the entire world and they're running cities of people and and so i liked that idea yeah. better because this movie did that it really shrunk the war down from to one okay. little village. Yeah, yeah, we have the invasion coming. So that's a giant thing. We all know how big World War II is, but we're going to narrow this down to one group of guys in one village with what? one small church of Nazis. Yeah, and the village is like eight houses. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and then a church. Yeah. yeah. So it did a good job. And I think that went a long way to making it feel more horrible because if you just expand the scope too much, it, it loses all of that. But I think these two movies, you know, our comparison isn't to find necessarily something that's on the nose. Yeah. It's more of to say, if you liked these movies, you would like this. And I think both 28 Days Later and World War Z, I think if you yeah. like those, you'll like this. Yeah, yeah. I agree. 
All right. Well, that does it for this episode. As usual, go out to the podcast stores and like us, leave us a rating, and subscribe so that you can get all the new episodes downloaded to your phone right away. And we will catch you next time.